seconds. Two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And one in! And one in! And then the other way for the ball game! Welcome to another episode of the Hoosier Experience Podcast. My name is Aiden Kunst. And today I will be joined by Brandon Godden of Fox Sports 1, of Madden NFL 21, the Big Ten Network, among other things. Brandon is one of the rising stars in the media industry. Great little conversation with him where we mostly just touch on Indiana basketball because he has called a few of their games recently. And, and I thought he'd be you know, an interesting person to have on. He's got some connections to Evansville where I grew up. So he's an interesting interview. Had a great time with him. Um, additionally, I'd like to thank everyone who listens to this pod for 10,000 plays. We reached that the other day, uh, I think on Christmas Eve, that was so cool to see, um, you know, kind of hitting that 10,000 play marker. I'd been waiting on that for a little while and just really exciting to see that. And, you know, I just appreciate the support. Uh, I'm going to keep doing this pod and, uh, I hope, you know, everyone enjoys, what we talk about here with, with IU basketball and IU football. Uh, I'm going to try to keep up with the recruit interviews. I know I haven't done a ton of those recently. Uh, really, you know, a ton of interviews just kind of since we're in season, been focusing on recapping the games, talking about the storylines that, you know, have been headlined here. And, and as we fin- finish up football season with the bowl game, and I'll have a podcast with Aaron Suss of, Old Miss Daily Clarion uh, to talk about that game, the Outback Bowl, obviously on January 2nd. And then with basketball being in kind of full swing as we head into Big Ten play here, obviously I use already 0-2 in Big Ten play, and I'll, I'll talk about that with Brandon. But basically just focusing on recapping stories and, and that kind of thing in season. That's why I haven't done a ton of the interviews, but I will try to slide those in when I can. I know you guys enjoy those. I always get – better numbers on those than I do on the other ones. So I, I appreciate that. Um, just thank you for 10,000 plays total, uh, total plays there. And uh, yeah, hope you keep listening. I appreciate it. I want to start though, uh, before I get to Brandon with a little bit of um, just kind of my opinion on something. Uh, it relates to IU basketball and obviously the team kind of at a crossroads right now. Um they're struggling. They have lost two in a row, lost to uh, obviously Northwestern, and then they lost to Illinois. And, and both of those teams have proven themselves so far to be very good teams. So it's nothing to be really ashamed of. But but the guard play is the problem with this team right now. It, it is a problem. There's no other way to say it. And what we're seeing is – Al Durham and Rob Finnessy, who I think most people thought going into this season would be large contributors to this team's success. And I think people were optimistic about this team in large part because of these two guys. They looked at this backcourt now, Indiana. They've got a solid veteran backcourt with Rob Finnessy, the junior, Al Durham, the senior. Both guys have produced in the Big Ten before. Al really was 10 a game for the last two seasons. Um, he rebounded the ball. He he passed the ball. He he was a good player for Indiana. Rob had that great freshman year next to Romeo, and then you know struggled with injuries and, and hasn't really been the same since. They are what is killing Indiana right now. 
Um, when you look at the team, they're playing this outside-in style that just doesn't really work in the modern era of basketball, right? You can't really – or if you do have a dominant big man, I'm going to say you can't have a dominant big man. You can have a dominant big man. Those are great to have. We see with Iowa. What we also see with Iowa is that they surround them with shooters. And what Indiana has done is surrounded their dominant big man with one shooter in Armand Franklin, who wasn't even a shooter last year, has become one, um, thankfully, because Indiana would be really in big trouble without Armand. And then a few other players who aren't shooters in Durham, Fantasy, and then, of course, Race Thompson, who I'm not going to complain about Race Thompson. I, I love him, love watching him play. He has been nothing but but helpful to Indiana. But you, when you have a backcourt that the, the two guard is shooting 26% from three, and the point guard is shooting 30% from three, and neither of them are over, what, two assists a game, three assists a game. Al has three assists a game. Rob has two assists a game. That's an issue. I, I don't care how good defensively they are. I know they're good defensively. I know Rob is a great defender. I know Durham is a, at least a solid defender, and both of those guys have contributed to Indiana's you know, defensive excellence so far, which is, is really the reason why they're they're staying in games. But the reason why they're staying in games is because the defense has to make up for the lack of offense from these guards. And yes, they're 10th in, in Kempom's, you know, adjusted defensive efficiency rating. They're 10th in the country in that. That's great. That's awesome. Um, but being 56th in offense and getting the kind of offensive production they are from these guards is unacceptable if you want to be a high-level team, a top-25 team. And Indiana just doesn't look like that right now. They don't look the part. They've had good results. I get that. They went down to Florida State, almost almost won that game, barely lost that game. Really, the only true blowout they've had was, was the Texas game against a good Texas team that kind of punched them in the mouth. That's fine. But And I'm not freaking out over the Northwestern loss or the Illinois loss because both those teams are good. Northwestern just beat Ohio State. Uh, so they've rattled off a Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State three-game win streak, which is incredibly impressive. We know the type of talent Illinois had. And, and when you have someone like Tosumu, that's what happens. My thing with this is is I, I just think Christian Lander should get some more playing time. And I think that in basketball, and, and this is at all levels, uh, from the high school game to the pros to the college game, when the upperclassmen aren't producing at a high level and are, are I would argue, in, at least in Rob's case act, and, and really Al's case too, are actively detrimental to the team's success, you play the young guys, right? If a, if a high school senior is not going to develop anymore, you know, why do you play the young guys? Because the high school senior has no more time to develop. Al Durham is what he is. And that's at least this year's version of him, an uh, inefficient offensive player who isn't exactly making up for it on defense. Rob Finnessy, I get he has a year left, uh, but right now he is really lost out there. And I, I I know Archie benched him for the Illinois game. He put in Trey Galloway, who's also a young guy. I appreciated that move. I thought that was the right move just to try and change things up because I know Rob you know, suffers from some confidence issues, and, and that's fine. Christian has not been good. In fact, he's been bad. Um, there is no arguing that he's played in nine games. He's averaging 2.6 points a game, 1.8 assists a game. He's shooting 23% from the field. I get it. He's been 
awful, objectively awful. But the fact remains that he's a freshman. We know he's talented. There's really no reason why he shouldn't be getting at least a little more minutes than he currently is because we got to see what we have with him. We have to try to develop him. And if the upperclassmen aren't going to play well and they're going to actively hurt the team, then you play the young guys. Christian's the young guy. Yeah, he's going to hurt the team maybe too. But at least with him, it's like, okay, well, he's got some upside. He can play through his mistakes. With the other two, there's no upside there. They are what they are. And I hate to say that because I like both guys a lot. I love Al Durham. He's a great he's a great Hoosier, and he has been for his whole career. Rob, the same way. Both great dudes that you you love having to go to battle for you. But but the, the simple truth is they're not producing right now. They're not. And neither is Christian right now, but he is at least a credible three-point shooter, not percentage-wise. Uh, we know he can shoot it, and he has proven that in his high school career. So why not just see what you have, throw him out there um, for 15 minutes a game. I'm not asking for him to start or anything like that. I don't think that'd be good for Indiana. But he's the ceiling for this team right now. And if you, if, if he's able to make any kind of jump to where he is productive and he is running the show for Indiana, similar to how Andre Corbello has for Illinois, uh, you know, a talented freshman point guard who's come in and Took him a, a few games to get acclimated, and, and now he's really kind of running the show for them, even even off the bench. So, look, those guys are great Indiana players. They're great guys. I respect the heck out of them because they played really well for their whole careers. But I just think in the short term, Christian should get at least a little bump in minutes at the expense of those two guys because they're not producing right now. And we may as well just see what a Christian has. If Christian goes five or six games in a row where he just does absolutely nothing and continues his his poor shooting, his poor decision making, his poor defensive effort, fine, pull him, get him out of there. I don't I don't care. But right now, what they have in the backcourt isn't working other than Armand Franklin. And I think making a change there, or at least a, a small change, and, and maybe the change that Archie made putting Trey in there is that change. Uh, but with Trey, it's like he's more of a wing. He's not really that that guard. And you just need a, a point guard uh, at, at the college level to be successful. You can't you can't play outside in. And if you do, you need shooters. And Christian, at least maybe he's a shooter. I think we know at this point Rob's not. And maybe Christian isn't either. But at least that's a maybe and not a definite. So let's see what Christian has. Uh, throw him in there. And let's just get him a little more run to see what this kid has. Because he is extremely talented. And, and Rob and Al just, just aren't producing right now. And that's that's the fact. Let's get to Brandon Gauden, my interview with Brandon, who is obviously the Madden 21 play-by-play announcer, the Big Ten Network's play-by-play announcer. He calls games for Fox, for FS1. Here's my interview with Brandon Gauden. So pleased to be joined today by uh, FS1, Fox, Madden 21, variety of uh roles that Brandon Godden plays as he joins me today. Uh, Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay, Aiden. Thanks for having me. Good to chat with you. Yeah, good to speak with you too. Uh, you know, I kind of want to start, just jump right into it because I, I know we're kind of pressed for time, but, you know, just talking about Indiana basketball and, and you've been on the call for several of, of uh, their games recently, the the Northwestern one and the Illinois one, both losses, obviously, for, for the Hoosiers. Um, I want to start with something that I heard you say, uh, you know, watching the game on at the end of that Northwestern game where, 
you know, you were describing a play and, and you, you said something to the effect of they didn't look, look like they had any idea what, what they were doing offensively there. And I think uh, that statement can kind of summarize a lot of the season so far for Indiana. So, you know, what have you seen from, from that offense and just kind of the struggles there? I, I, it's been pretty rough so far. And, and outside of Jackson Davis, they haven't had much of a, uh, anything offensively. Yeah, it, and it seems to be a consistent theme. Archie Miller, obviously, is a great defensive coach. And if you look at his teams at Dayton and now Indiana, the defense has never been the question mark. The question mark has been the offensive side. And huh, I am not one of the people, and I want to be clear about this, that thinks that Archie Miller is doing a bad job or needs to go. I'm sure with any big fan base, the blue bloods like Indiana is, you're going to get those fans, especially after the start that Indiana's had that call for his head and say, he's a bad coach. I am not in that camp, but I do see some of the shortcomings on offense and where you pointed out my comment in the game, that that's an area where I've struggled with is late game situations. I think in that play in particular against Northwestern, it was a one possession game. Indiana had come out of a timeout just a play ago and then they got on offense and they had nothing set up and they were just running a essentially a lost three-man weave a couple feet behind the arc and those are the spots where I look and, and say okay a team that has veteran leadership with good direction in those spots needs to step up and at least get a good shot off mm-hmm. and Indiana really did look confused and again it, it seems to be a little bit of a pattern going back to the previous few seasons you certainly cannot put it all on the coaching staff. Uh, some, some of the players have to step up and take responsibility for that too. But it is an ongoing issue, and I think it's something to track the rest of the season because Indiana has to be better on offense, especially in late-game situations or what happened to them against Northwestern and Illinois will probably continue to happen. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm right there with you that I'm not in the, the calling for Archie's head you know, camp. I know – Indiana fans after that that Northwestern game were, were, well, they just lost to Northwestern. I mean, come on, it's Northwestern. Well, yeah, Northwestern just has, has pulled off a pretty nice run here of three games in a row. So I don't think that's uh, anything to be ashamed of, quite frankly, uh, the way that they're playing. You know, I think maybe more, more it's an issue of roster construction. And I'd be interested to get your take on this because when you build a team in, in 2020, playing basketball in 2020, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to have the dominant big man and then no shooters. You know, you look at a team like Iowa has the dominant big man in Garza and then they have a bunch of shooters around him. Whereas Indiana has the dominant big. And then, yeah, Franklin's emerged uh, to, to the surprise of many. And then, and then the guards have add really nothing from, from beyond the arc. So, you know, it is curious. And, and yes, that does kind of fall on Archie roster construction, at least in, in college. It is a little curious to me, why they don't have more shooting and why they don't have more perimeter oriented, a more perimeter oriented offense, whether that's recruiting or whatever. And, and Trace is, is a great player, but it, it's 2020. Like you can't manufacture offense through, through the post anymore. I don't think. Yeah. And the thought was this year that that freshman class would alleviate some of the shooting issues. Right. But I think what we're seeing is Anthony Leal is not quite ready. Uh, he did see a few minutes the other night. Geronimo's an athlete, but he's not a great shooter. I don't think they expected great shooting out of him. And Christian Lander physically is apparently not ready. At least that's what Archie Miller consistently says. 
See, the difference is last year when Trace Jackson Davis came to Bloomington, five-star McDonald's All-American, he was ready immediately, and he stepped into the lineup. And I think some Indiana fans expected Christian Lander to come in and have an impact right away at the guard position. And I think Christian Lander expected that because he said last year on the record, one of the reasons he came to Indiana a year early was because he thought he and Trace Jackson Davis could help dominate the right, Big Ten. Right, I remember so, that. Yeah, so you say that when you think you're going to come in and play 30 minutes a game, and physically he's just not ready. When he's out there, you can certainly see glimpses. I mean, look, he can shoot, and, and he's got some quickness. And I'm sure he has a very high ceiling. But right now, he's only playing about seven minutes a game. So when you take away a piece that I think a lot of people were expecting to be instant offense, that is going to obviously impact what you do outside. So now, Leal is not really on the floor, thought he was going to be a shooter. Neither is Lander. Galloway is kind of your do-it-all guy, but he's not going to be a 40, 45% three-point shooter either. So then essentially you're left with what you had last year, which was a sub-200 three-point percentage shooting team. Now, Armand Franklin, I think, can help because he's so confident now and he's shooting the ball so much better. So his trajectory will help Indiana. But I think for them to really step up down the stretch, they're certainly going to need more from Al Durham and Rob Fennessey. And by the way, not just offensively, Mm -hmm. defensively. I mean, Archie Miller has been really adamant about saying Rob Fennessey needs to be our lockdown cornerback on defense. I I need to have him out there locking people down and then have that turn into offense on the other side after he's been disruptive on the defensive end. And so far his defense this year has just been okay. His offense hasn't been there. And Al Durham, same for him until the second half against Illinois. His offense hasn't been there. I mean, the guys I think that have done what they needed to do are Franklin's stepping up. And then race Thompson, I think has made a big improvement yes. and trace Jackson Davis. Yes. So you're right. If, if you just had one or two shooters out there to keep the defense honest, it's a completely different Indiana team. So my hope is that down the stretch, somehow Christian Lander works his way into more minutes. I don't know that it's going to happen this year, but I think his quickness and what he could do both on the ball and shooting it off the ball uh, could really help free up a lot of things offensively. So you make the crucial point there about Lander, which is sort of what I've been been thinking more and more about in 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 the sense of in basketball when when your upperclassmen this is high school even the NBA when when your older guys your upperclassmen aren't producing you play the young guys and right now what they're getting from Rob and I know he was just replaced in the starting lineup by Galloway. But, I, you know, I think a lot of Indiana fans are sort of advocating for, well, it can't be much worse throwing Christian out there. You know, do you see that happening? You know, obviously you've covered a few of these games. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I do think it's bad what Rob is doing right now. And, and I think, but I just, when I, when I watch Christian, it's like this guy's 180 pounds dripping wet. You know, he's, he's should yeah. be a high school senior. And, and I don't know if they're, you know, it's not really necessarily even a skill thing, even though he hasn't, doesn't have the best percentages. It, it might be just more physical and it just, just isn't going to happen this year. Yeah. I, I think that that, like we said, is part of it, the physicality, because Archie keeps saying that. So that leads me to believe that he, he feels that maybe he's just not physically ready for 20 minutes a night in the Big Ten. The other thing I would say is this. I've been a fan, and then I've been on the other side of it. When you're at when I used to do the play-by-play for Butler, I would go to their practices when Brad Stevens was a coach. And so I was on the inside, and I would see practice every day. And I remember there were a couple players that were young that fans were clamoring for more playing time for 
and they didn't get it freshman year and people were mad. Like, why not just put them out there? We're not having the best year. Let's, let's get them some experience. And what I would say is that's where I caution people a little bit to say, trust that at least the, the coaches make mistakes. Yes. But they see things in practice every day that fans are not able to see. I mean, there, there's a reason that Archie's not throwing Christian out there. And it's not just because, hey, why not give him minutes and let him grow? There are obviously red flags in practice, whether it be, again, the physicality on the defensive end shortcomings, uh, turning the ball over. There are things that he's seeing in practice that is, that is making Christian Lander not get big-time minutes. Now, he did throw him out there a little bit more against Illinois. So let, let's give yep. it five yep. games, you know. Yep. Let's let's see where this develops over the next five games. My guess, and it's a total guess, Archie didn't say this to us, but my guess is that he is going to start to try to filter him in a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then by the end of the year, I, I'm not saying you're going to see 25 minutes a game, but my guess is you're going to see more of Christian Lander. Uh, again, I think fans are always going to clamor for the five-star to get the spotlight as a freshman. But let's give it a little time here. We're only two games in. Illinois, that's a game that Indiana wasn't supposed to win. Yeah, maybe five teams in the country would be picked to win going to Illinois, even without fans in the pandemic. So yeah, yeah. let's not the, – the one at home against Northwestern, again, Northwestern's better, but I get Indiana fans saying they should win that. I understand that. But um, let's, let's give it four or five more games before we see where exactly Christian Lander's going to fit in. Yep, and uh, Brandon, I appreciate you joining me. I, I was going through your mentions, and I see someone – said, try not to be so biased for the Hoosiers as an Indiana guy. So. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't see that one, but um, those, those obviously come in from time to time. And, yeah, I'm from Evansville, and I grew up uh, watching a lot of the, the Bobby Knight teams and Calvert Chaney in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. But then I went to Butler, and so half my family went to Indiana, half went to Purdue, and I went to Butler. So we all didn't hate the other schools, but we also didn't cheer for them. So right, I always get a right. I always get a kick out of it when people talk talk to me about being biased for Indiana uh, or Purdue. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time. Try to tone that bias down, uh, and <laughs> and uh, appreciate it, man. Absolutely, and good to talk with you. You too. Uh-huh.